This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As the final long weekend of the summer heads to a close, there are still many unanswered questions about last week's fatal boat crash on Lake Joseph involving celebrity businessman and former conservative leadership candidate Kevin O'Leary. Before we get to that, police are patrolling the waterways as we speak, and it looks like this year's death toll is pretty much the same as last year's to date. This year, 15 boaters have died in Ontario in 12 crashes, including last Saturday's. And last year, 14 people died on the water in 13 incidents. Uh, we'd like to hear from you on this. Uh, thoughts on safe boating? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to Sergeant Dave Moffat, who is the OPP Provincial Marine Coordinator. Sergeant Moffat, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Libby. Thank you for having me. Okay, so uh, you're patrolling the waterways. In your experience, what percentage of crashes involve alcohol? Well, it depends on the year, unfortunately. But uh, we are noticing that no matter how much education we do, how much awareness, how much uh, patrol, excuse me, enforcement we do, uh, alcohol is still not uh, coming off the water. So this year alone, uh, with our 15 fatalities, 60% of those fatalities involve alcohol. Mm-hmm. And uh, 60%, that's a huge number. And uh, I would imagine that there are uh, crashes and other incidents uh, where people are not killed, but maybe hurt. That's right. Um, we don't have the stats on, on the injuries. Um, it has to do with the Canada Shipping Act and reporting it through the government. But what I can tell you is that throughout all the patrols that we, we do throughout Ontario to date, we have laid just under 1,200 liquor charges on the water, which is astounding. 1,200 liquor charges, and what are the penalties? Well, it, uh, it depends on if you're a pastor or operator. Uh, the operator, it's a $180 fine right off the bat, which goes to um, uh, the the person the, in charge of the vessel. And anyone drinking on board uh, is subject to a $130 fine. Oh, I didn't realize that it was uh, against the law for passengers. Yeah, the only way you can drink legally on a boat is if you have a boat that has three things. And one is a uh, a full-time kitchen. You have accommodation for sleeping for everybody on board, and you have a permanent head or a bathroom on board. Um, and that vessel has to be permanently attached to the land somehow. So you're either beached, you're docked, or you're uh, you're tied up by an anchor. Um, and then that becomes a private place under the Liquor License Act. Once that's a private place, then you're legally allowed to drink on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, but th there's obviously there's no penalty if you have been drinking as a passenger. That's that's allowed, right? That's right. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, so it sounds like uh, you know if the penalty is a fine, 
you know, when you compare that to impaired driving, uh, that's not much of a penalty, particularly if you're uh, riding around Lake Joseph or Lake Muskoka. That's for rich people. Yeah, well, the, that's just a, if you're if you're in possession of alcohol. That's just the fines for that. Now, if you're impaired or if you operate with over 80 milligrams of alcohol in your system, then you're subject to the criminal code. And the criminal code is a is a much bigger uh, act that we can work on. And now that we have the law, if you're charged for impaired boating, then you lose your uh, driver's license uh, for for a year if you're convicted. Just w- your boating driving license? No, or? your car license. Your car license. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's a penalty. Uh, th- again, it seems like it's part of the culture. You go to the cottage, uh, you get together with friends, you drink. And is, and there's only one way to get around uh, in a lot of these places. Uh, is that the root of the problem? Yeah. Um, we're doing our best through education, social media, uh, just, you know, stopping as many boats as we can to to check on uh, the operators and passengers. We're trying to get that mentality gone. And I think our officers have done a great job uh, doing that. We have cleaned up many, many waterways throughout Ontario uh, that have had this problem. Um, but, you know, we're, we're frustrated because some people just aren't getting it. And, you know, we can, like, uh, we, we can put so many, so much information throughout the media and the awful things that happen to really, really good people um, and their attitude doesn't change. So uh, we're, we're trying new things. We're, you know, we are trying to uh, get our message out as much as possible. Okay. Well, uh, good luck with that. And uh, let's hope that we get through this day without uh, anything bad happening. Sergeant David Moffat, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Lady. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Now, the crash involving Kevin O'Leary killed 48-year-old Suzanne Brito and 64-year-old Gary Poltash, and there are many unanswered questions and some discrepancies between what the police are saying and what was in the statement released by Kevin O'Leary's people. He claimed that the boat Brito and Poltash were traveling in had, quote, no navigation lights on and, quote, fled the scene following the crash. Police have denied that either of the boats fled the scene, saying both of them left to, quote, attend a location and both parties called 911. O'Leary also said his wife was driving, something police have not corroborated. And of course, there is the question of why he released a statement ahead of anything official. That is the classic advice in crisis communications, but for some people, it does raise questions. Right now, I'd like to bring in Brad Hunter, who is a journalist with the Toronto Sun, and he's been covering this story. Hi, Brad. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Thanks for joining Very us. Good, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Okay. So uh, what have we learned since then? There are some unanswered questions. What else uh, is bothering people about this? Well, I think I think that uh, Kevin O'Leary drew attention to himself and his particular version of events by jumping out of the starting gate and and uh, and saying, you know, putting out his statement or his his version of things and uh, you know, any lawyer will as you mentioned earlier, any lawyer or crisis communications person will say, "Shut the hell up." 
<laughs> you oh. know, just, you know, let the police do their job and, uh, and don't try to get ahead of the story. And I think that, that, uh, impulse to get ahead of the story is kind of painting him in a unflattering light and raising suspicions where, you know, there may actually be none, but it just looks bad. Yeah. And he was, uh, in New York on, on his show a day or so later, which also, um, you know, yeah, you know, not that not being here and taking care of business, and he's rolling on now. The New York Post reported this morning that uh, he's uh, he is uh, has reportedly engaged Brian uh, Greenspan, one of the you know primo criminal defense lawyers in the country. Now we don't know whether that's exactly true, but that's what the the Post is reporting. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Greenspan of uh, Justin Bieber fame, Sherman fame. Uh, so so he's he's a heavy hitter. Now, we're not, you know, 100 percent sure whether that's the case. He has not come out and confirmed it or denied it. But, you know, this is all, you know, pretty serious now. And the, the police, there's a lot of unanswered questions. And normally I'm ready to tear the police apart for uh, being so stingy with uh, germane information. But in this case, you know, it's a very complicated thing. And, you know, a lot of questions still are, you know, how, how soon after the crash was Linda Leary tested for uh, booze and drugs? You know, if in fact, I mean, we're only here, he, she was tested because we're only hearing this from O'Leary's flax. The cops have said nothing. And he said she uh, was driving. But I, I, I want to just uh, make a note here on this report about him hiring Brian Greenspan, because I read a report on the weekend where uh some uh, journalists talked to Joe Groya, who represents him on other things. He's a lawyer. He's uh, mostly a, a securities lawyer. So he represents Kevin right. on other things. And Groya said that Kevin had called him, but it wasn't really a consultation. And he doesn't know, he doesn't think that someone in Kevin's position needs a lawyer because uh, there's no charges and he is I I forget the exact words that Groya was quoted as saying but it was why does a, an innocent person or a, a bystander or whatever he would be need a lawyer so this kind of colors things if he's suddenly hired Brian Greenspan well, yeah, it does. It does totally. It. Uh, I mean, you know, things are moving along. There's things that we don't know about. As I said, you know, the information has been extremely sparse. A lot of it, you know, hearsay and just trying to piece together what happened that terrible night. Um, but, uh, but, but, yeah. I mean, my inclination, you know, quite, quite frankly, if I'm Kevin O'Leary and I've got his dough, you know, it may be worthwhile to drop a line to uh, Brian Greenspan. Well, uh, you know, whether it's for for himself or somebody else in the boat or who knows. But, uh, you know, uh, I gather that the reconstruction of the accident, uh, I'm not going to call it an accident, of the crash was a little held back by the weather. Yeah, Friday. I think I think it was Friday that the weather was very dodgy, and so that 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 impeded the police uh, being able to push things together. Besides, you know, they they're going to have a manpower squeeze, you know, this weekend. So I don't know whether we're going to hear much till you know mid to late uh, this week. The other question that I have is that okay, this this happened in in the pitch dark on a lake. 
you know, and I'm sure there there are a lot of things that they can reconstruct from the wreckage, but how can they figure out who was, I mean, I guess talk to witnesses and see if there are discrepancies, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, we don't know if there were other people on O'Leary's boat. Uh, I believe there were other people on the other boat. So I, the whole thing seems like very, very difficult to sort out uh, what is truth and what is not. Well, sure, it's, it, 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 it is going to be. I mean, I'm, I'm certain that they'll that they'll figure it out. But I mean, you know, some of these questions too. I mean, how fast were the boats going? Going? I mean, you've I, I bet a hundred bucks you've been on a late night cruise on a, a boat around a, a serene lake on a nice summer night. And the fact is, is you don't go racing at that time of the night, right? And and you know, a bump. Two boats bumping into each other, going slow speed, wouldn't wouldn't hurt a flea. Basically, maybe a scratch. Boat boat goes a lot faster. You know, suddenly you got a tragedy on your hands because you know that they're just you're not, the injuries of uh, you know poor Ms. Brito were you know apparently catastrophic. Uh, and for Gary Poltash, who was killed instantly, Brad, how big a deal is that thing there that I just highlighted? Uh, but the PR, oh, I, I think it's, I think it's uh, substantial. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it, you know, what might work or be fitting in New York or Los Angeles isn't necessarily right and fitting in Canada. We kind of, you know, don't like the tall poppy thing, and uh, you know, he's, you know, he has been somewhat polarizing both from his appearances on TV and his uh, run for the conservative leadership as well. So when you're in that sort of position, you know, maybe it's just best to be quiet. I mean, I spoke last week with uh, my uh, former boss. I, I worked at the New York Post for six years, and my uh, former boss, Stuart Marks, is now a, a crisis PR consultant. And, uh, you know, he said the problem with getting out in front of a story like that, you know, is that if if it comes back that your story isn't absolutely bang on, you will be eaten alive. And a good and, point. <laughs> and, and you know, it's 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 interesting when you look at um, how image plays into things. Um, I, I uh, about ten years ago, I co-hosted a show for a while with Kevin O'Leary, and it was just as he was becoming quite famous. It was on uh, BNN and. Uh, uh, I think I can't even remember if it was even called BNN then. And uh, uh, one of his things that he used to always say was, all I care about is money. And And I kind of assumed it was a shtick. And I say to him, oh, come on, that can't be right. You know, when we were off air and he'd say, no, all I care about is money. And and when you... Uh, kind of, um, you know, hone your persona, which really works for getting famous on television on something like that. Something like this doesn't work so well, because as you point out, you know, uh, that uh, these things make him look perhaps, I don't know, not so good, but he could be completely, completely blameless in this. No, absolutely. And I'm not saying he is blameless, but I mean, it's, 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 it's a situation. It's like the Bible something Republican congressman who's homophobic who gets busted in the airport bathroom in Des Moines. <laughs> 
you know, and and that's that's the thing. And there's also the factor of, you know, we're fairly precarious economic times, uh, and you know, it's uh, there's an old adage that it's the joy of every man to see the mighty made common, and you know, he has these things going against him, as you say, his persona has been, you know, money, 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 and uh, you know, it, it it it's not really a good look. Well, yeah, and these, uh, all of this, it's kind of, uh, out of lifestyles of the rich and famous. It's an area of multi-million dollar cottages. He's been photographed at that cottage and at that boat, which is a, a fancy boat. Uh, you know, frankly, as uh, I believe the, the owner of the, other boat also owned a pretty fancy cottage. Yeah, and he's not he's not a poor man himself. <laughs> right, and he's uh, he's actually a medical doctor, the owner of the boat. Yeah, and he, he and was he driving a number of clinics in California. I think Doctor Edwards, just like Doctor Irv Edwards, I believe is his name, reportedly his name. Right, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a very very tragic situation for the people who lost their lives. There was a, a huge funeral in Uxbridge for Suzanne Brito, who's a married mother of three, you know, quite young children who now have no mother. Well, yeah, and, and that's, and that's you know, just absolutely, you know, you, you'd never, one of those things, you never expect to go out on a moonlight cruise on a on a Saturday night in Muskoka and uh, and not come back. It's you know, it's unthinkable and uh you know, this as such as uh, you know, fate sort of goes, but uh I mean we've talked to people close to her and they don't really want to go public about this matter and they're, you know, keeping their counsel, but they uh they are all heavily disputing, uh as as is the brother of uh, Gary Poltash, uh, you know, disputing um the narrative put first put forth by Mr. O'Leary. And and what other aspects aside from the ones that we've talked about are they disputing? Well, the, well, they're, they're they're questioning whether, in fact, uh, Kevin O'Leary's wife Linda was was driving the boat. Um, you know, the navigational lights, which you know is uh, is another uh, thing, and uh, and fled. Right? It's it's a, it, you know they're uh, you know putting X's across all those. Now we don't know for sure. We're not the police, and you know we're only surmising what may have happened and and you know until that picture's you know filled in a little bit then then uh you know the, the speculation is going to be quite rife do we know how many people were on that boat i've heard variations of 12 or 13 but what i think it was it was that it was it had you know space for 13 people but i believe there were 12 on board wow so. Wow. And do we know at all? I, I think we don't know how many people were on the O'Leary boat. Uh, yeah. At least two, maybe three. Uh, there may have been another uh, person there, but that's been uh, kept tightly under wraps. So we're not completely, you know, in the clear about that. It's all, you know, very, very murky uh, right now. And uh, I, I expect it to, <laughs> you know, maybe get murkier before uh, before things begin to clear. And the OPP have a very difficult job uh, on this, you know, reconstructing this and. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's 
you know, somebody's going to be in trouble, I imagine. And, you know, as we're, you know, we're saying it's an incident. So, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, but I'm just not sure who or how it's going to unfold. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, they've said that uh, the O'Leary's, that they were coming from an evening with friends. So I would imagine that those friends are being uh, interrogated, I guess, uh, would be the word, and and uh, to figure out uh, who all was, was drinking and possibly how much. Yeah, I think I think for certain the OPP would be uh, speaking to them. But, I mean, we found just locally with, you know, area businesses, marinas and stuff like that, you know, people are scared to death to utter a peep given, you know, the money involved and, you know, it can mean their jobs and livelihoods. So that is going to be a job for the OPP too, is cracking, you know, back that veneer. Sorry, I, I like, don't I don't really understand. What do you mean? How could somebody's libel? They're they're worried that well, if they it's just it's people aren't really saying a whole lot up there, and you know because they're afraid that you know the 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 wealthy and famous may may you know see them without jobs if if they were to speak to the media. Oh well, speak to the media, but I'm uh, presumably they will speak to police if that's called. Oh yeah, called oh, no, I have, I have no, I have no doubt about that. But that's, but that's going to be a challenge for the OPP too, because you know that uh, not a lot of people in that world necessarily want the cover pulled back uh, to find the man behind the curtain either. Uh, yeah, I mean, the police have said that the probe could take longer than usual because of the involvement of a celebrity. Why is that so? Well, because, you know, Kevin O'Leary isn't without influence. His friends aren't without influence. And they know that he will have, uh, or and perhaps Dr. Edwards have uh, an army of lawyers making sure that every, not that they don't normally, but making sure every... I is dotted and every T is crossed because because uh, this is you know a high profile investigation. People want answers, and not just the uh, the the surviving family members of the victims, but I think the public at large wants to wants to see how this uh, this unfolds. And what they also don't want to see is they don't want to see um, you know a, an appearance of favoritism in it, of any way. Well, yeah, and it's it's also interesting. It's not uh, you're talking about people clamming up, but apparently uh, there's also an aspect of people talking too much and there are too many, uh, too much information, some of which is not necessarily pertinent. Well, and that's, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, we've, we've heard, you know, this and that from this person and that person and that sort of stuff. And some of it is just stuff, you know, I mean, that can't be checked out. The OPP are, aren't saying anything. And so we just have to wait for <laughs> what they have to say. Uh, we're running out of time, Brad. Anything else you want to leave us with on this? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I you know, li- listening to Sergeant Moffat earlier, I, you know, I think that there's probably no excuse to be driving quickly along a lake uh, at night in the dark. Uh, but also, um, I mean, this is uh, this is something that's. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon, and because of social media, there's going to, you know, one way or the other, there's going to be twenty seven thousand conspiracy theories that uh, will, no doubt, definitely hurt Kevin O'Leary's brand. 
Okay. Well, uh, the last thing uh, a lot of people are concerned with are his brand. But uh, Brad <laughs> Hunter, yeah, thank you very much for that update. Uh, we appreciate your work on this story. You're welcome, Libby. Have a great day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.